0: what is up after buzz gosh it feels so good to be back two weeks off and this was a great episode to come back to no tears at all can you believe it no tears so stay tuned you're tuning into the destination for tv superfan discussion after buzz tv and now let the buzz begin
1: That crazy How thing is.
0: appropriate was his song for this?
1: <sighs> I totally, oh, I love it. You can totally picture Beth like, on the little strip... Uh, table area on the strip hole. she was enjoying herself way too much I mean
0: I feel like if I was in her position I'd probably enjoy myself too but that's another story (laughs) she's like all I
1: need is one day just one day Randall one day that's
0: all she needed what is up guys thank you so much for joining us for the after show for this is us it's just the two of us just the two of us. Just the two of us. I don't know the rest of the words to that song. But yes, after two weeks off for the Olympics, congratulations to Team USA. We are back for This Is Us. And it was a good episode to come back to. I, I really, really, really liked today's episode. It was a really nice breath of fresh air after all the intensity that we've put ourselves through. I feel like we got
1: so much plot development today. Yeah, we did. Sometimes, like, we watch it, and we're kind of like, okay, and then they give us something right at the end, but today we got a lot of backstory, a lot of history, a lot of communication.
0: It was great, and the relationships were fantastic. Yeah. But before we keep going, I think we should probably introduce ourselves. Yeah. (laughs) What is up, guys? My name is Candace Cruz. You can find me on all my social media at Cruz. We're missing Keith tonight. But I have my lovely Lena that I always love oh, so Oh, I know.
1: It's so sad. We don't have Keith. And then, of course, as you Erica. guys remember last week, um, we no longer have Erica. But well wishes to Erica. Hopefully, she's in the chat. Um, yeah, but my name is Lena Nori. You can find me all over the internet at Lena Nori. And I just love today's episode. It was so good. I really liked it. Because I feel like I
0: got so much relationship and just like, I think the original This Is Us. Without the the overhanging of Jack's death that we've had for so long. Yeah. It was really nice to just see them get back to like relationships and the three and then seeing like Jack and Rebecca happy. Yeah, it
1: was just. I feel like we're usually getting a lot of backstory of the big three and kind of like their relationship growing up. Mm -hmm. And in today's episode, we got a lot more interaction right now. A lot Mm -hmm. more breakthrough. Definitely a lot more communication than I've ever seen. Like today was definitely all about communication. People talking about how they feel, kind of just breaking through, maybe like the negative thoughts in their head or things that are bothering them. And I just I thought today was an excellent episode.
0: It was, and what I loved was seeing all of these (laughs) these arguments that they've been holding in for so long, just like poof, blow up. But it still worked out because they're the Pearsons, of course it's going to work out. But um, starting off, I loved. Beth and Randall's relationship throughout the entirety of the show because it showed peaks and valleys of everything because we always see them as this like picture perfect couple, right yeah, we always talk about Beth and Randall and obviously Jack and Rebecca too, but Beth and Randall and seeing her all excited and ready to go I mean she was ready to take off her like crazy hat yeah
1: it it was good it was it, really really it good is, it is what well deserved she's. In a position in her life where she said she was working a full time job, she has two daughters that are like beautiful, smart, educated, and you know she has a husband that has really bad anxiety, and it's a lot to deal with. And from someone like myself that does have anxiety, you know, I feel bad for some people sometimes that are around me when I can't control. And I feel like Randall has kind of had his like ebbs and flows with his anxiety. Mm -hmm. So it's with her he takes these projects, he makes these impulsive decisions, and she just wanted one night—that's it—to just Just let loose one and the best part was that it's always the weekend and the setup that you think is going to be the best like um they were convinced that Randall and Kevin were going to be the life of the party and then they go to like the bachelor party and they they're like the complete opposite and then you have Beth who ends up being the life of the party which yep. is what the opposite of what everyone thought
0: i loved watching her the way that she dealt with all of the emotions because I totally understand where I'm the type of person that I compartmentalize a lot too Um, and I feel like she feels like she has to be the strong rock of the family like you said Randall has really bad anxiety so this is her one time that she has licensed to let loose and he's still pulling her back and you can even see that she just at that point um, they get to Vegas she's living it up and all he can talk about is Deja. And I understand as a parent, you're very concerned. But like she said, you can't, it's not fair to her and the girls to keep pulling back someone that's not in the house any longer. I totally understand that. And it's just to see her try and balance. And she even let it out later on in the episode of like how much she's dealing with the loss of Deja. But she just deals with it differently. And for him to just
1: be like, well, listen, you're the head and I'm the heart. That was like a knife to the heart. And obviously he meant something to it because later on in the episode, he basically says to her that she's pretty much heartless. And it's obviously he said, I had of anger. So you can only take so much of what he said at face value. And. In relationships, that's kind of the better balance. There has to be mm-hmm. someone that's more emotional and makes their thoughts based on their heart. And then you have to have someone that's the more logical one. And I'm not saying it's usually the other way around. Um, but in Randall's case, poor guy he has anxiety. And, you know, people don't realize that anxiety makes you always think the worst case scenario. So you're making these crazy mm-hmm. conclusions and you think that you totally, um, like in the case of Deja, right? So he thinks worst case scenario with Deja, and then she ends up coming to his house and asking for money. Mm -hmm. So it almost like validated his anxiety. Like, see, she needed you. So then he has this like whirlwind of like, is she okay? Is she going to call me? And it's because his anxiety got fed with her showing up to his house. And I don't think it's fair. And this is the one time I'll say that I'll take a side between Beth and Randall. Like, I don't think it was fair for Randall to just call her heartless and say, Mm -hmm. you don't care because... She does care. People show their emotions. And it's interesting, like, we're seeing everything from, like, a vantage point in this episode, Mm. that every single person reacts differently to the same situation. And it's all valid because it's their perspective.
0: Of course, I think we've talked a lot about that on this show is perspective. And I think they do a great job. Encompassing both of them at the same time. Like you could see and feel the tension and feel the emotion. It was like palpable of them in that limo when those first words were exchanged. Yeah. And even fast forward to when there is the biggest confrontation with Kate and Randall and Beth all together, we were even sitting there talking about it. It's like I, I loved the argument because it felt real and raw, but every point was completely validated yeah like because we've seen these characters we get to see like a fly on the wall so we understand where all of them are coming from and as human beings we understand where they're coming from like i want my one night away but you seem like you're completely just not caring about anything and then all i'm trying to do is protect my brother and i'm never going to measure up to you like all three of those points are just like yeah i see where you're coming from
1: Yeah, because I'm sure Randall has a tendency to overthink things and make these conclusions. And then Mm -hmm. when he sees that Beth is just truly trying to enjoy the moment, you know, he's like, oh, well, she doesn't care as much as I do. And I know that because that's often something that I used to say. And I've said to people in the past is like, you know, you just don't care. You don't see it the way I see it. And it doesn't mean they don't care. Just people respond to things differently. And I don't know. I thought this episode was hilarious. And the best, best, best part about Beth and Randall was when um, Randall goes to meet up. Kate, and she's at the slot machine, and she's like, everything okay? He's like, yeah, everything's fine. We go through this once every couple years. It's fine. We just needed
0: to get it out of of our system. Why not?
1: I mean, good for them. At least they know
0: that this is like a thing, and they just need to go through it. I feel like that's when you know you have a strong relationship, is you, even when you say the harshest things possible, you still have that security of knowing that your relationship's going to be okay. Yeah. Which I've never sorry guys never been in that relationship where i felt comfortable enough like after an argument like that to know that like everything's gonna be okay oh, so erica, erica she's here might be a <laughs> silly thought but i just want to know how randall got into the magic Mike show did he buy a ticket if so good for him
1: i mean kudos to him right it was i can't believe he walked into the middle of a bachelorette party like, there's, I gotta, can. there's Come gotta be rules. And then poor Kate, she's just trying to have like a good time. She's like sitting in her chair and they're like fighting. I was so shocked when Kate got up, by the way. I thought for sure she was gonna be like, Hey guys, you know, it's my bachelorette party and you guys have to take this conversation. Like, can you save it for another time? But she just got up and she's like, That's my brother and you can't talk to him like that. I was like, Whoa, that was not what I was expecting. I was honestly, is that what you were expecting her to say? Uh, to an extent,
0: I felt like, uh, and no offense to any of those Kate lovers, I love Kate too, I feel like she always plays the pity card and the pity party on herself and makes it all about her. Like, any time with her mom or any type of relationship we've made it back about her, this is the first time that I've seen her get up and argue, not that she doesn't protect her brothers, she protects her brothers, first time that she never said one thing about herself.
1: She did She though, did later. At the end. She had to make... At the end. Yeah.
0: But... Not during that argument. She did
1: later, like after they left the the the,
0: the show.
1: Yes. No, she said it. She said that. Um we get it that Randall has always put you first. Oh, She yes, did make she it about did. herself.
0: Even in that instance. Not even saying the I, she was literally like, we already know who But Randall I knew loves there more. was
1: built up tension because if you guys are paying attention earlier in the episode, she kept making references about how she's only spent a total of like eight minutes combined, which I think was a bit e- <laughs> under exaggerated right. to spend eight minutes of alone time. But you can tell they kind of don't really have a lot of um, communication. And mm. I also. I could be wrong because they, they do ten- have a tendency of going into the backstory that I also feel like she doesn't really have a good relationship with Kevin as well, which I always found like a little bit strange. Are you talking about Beth? Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Because, you know, she always has her little comments that she makes about Kevin. And then we obviously know that in the past, like a couple episodes ago, or I think last season, they showed us that she thought she was talking to Randall, but in reality, it was Kevin telling right. Randall what to say. But I thought it was interesting that. I just realized until they pointed, or I didn't realize until they pointed out today that really there hasn't been a lot of cross interaction. I
0: didn't ever realize that either. And it's almost like uh, uh, they are so completely compartmentalized by themselves. Like Randall and Beth have their bubble. And as much as I love this couple, because I rave about them all the time, it's almost like you have siblings, right? Yeah, I do. Okay, Actually, this so, show, this show
1: <laughs> hits home for me. I'm not going
0: to lie. So, and I mean, I have siblings as, as well, but none of them are in this position, but I have friends that have siblings that like they'll, this one sibling gets married and they leave basically the family unit. They completely remove themselves because if it's a guy, he has to go to all the women's stuff. All the holidays are with his, her family, blah, 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 blah. It's not necessarily that case. Cause they're always with the Pearsons, but I feel like they do remove themselves a lot from the family unit, unless so it's for holidays. Like, you You can the only time we've ever seen Beth and Rebecca really interact is like during her pregnancy when she had the baby when she had tests that flashback. We never really see Beth by herself with either of the siblings either. We don't ever see Beth by herself period away from Randall, so I find that an interesting dynamic to see if that will even play out. I maybe do- not maybe the fact that we're just now realizing that.
1: I think it will it play will. out because just like Kate made those underhanded comments about only having spent eight minutes with her and that right. she took Randall away, we've seen Beth make quite a few comments about. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm not the big three. And then even in the therapy session, yes, do you Never remember in the therapy this. session when they were at the bar?
0: Oh yeah, um,
1: when. Uh, what was, the, what was the conversation?
0: They were talking about um, that you can never come towards the big three. You can
1: never come between the big three. Toby was saying it. She and was saying it. And they said something about Jack. Yeah. And then, yeah. yeah, they said something about Jack. And in that situation, that pretty much tells you, and it was Miguel that said, don't even start with Jack. Right, 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 And it should show you, and I think there was other times, I'm blanking on it right now, but there's plenty of times that I remember Beth making Those that underhanded comment, comments. Like the little underhanded comments about his siblings. So I feel like we're going to start to see some development in that, which would be awesome, by the way, because I would love to see it kind of come together. And it's so interesting because when we were watching the episode today, I was wondering to myself, I'm like, you. Know, we found out how Jack died. I know there's a lot more plot and backstory. I thought for right. sure we were going to find out today about him being in the military. Right. They didn't do any of that. Mm-mm. But yet there's still so much plot. There's still yeah. so much like unraveling of the characters. And you kind of see this like built-up resentment as we were just talking about where there's... The big three and then anyone that they married outside is coming in. And I feel like in today's episode, what we learned from Toby is that Toby also just kind of wanted acceptance. And I kind of felt that at the end. I felt like Toby perfectly fits in when they're like, hey, man, you're going to treat my sister well. And they're like, yeah.
0: But he almost had to prove himself. And I don't think that Beth is, well, maybe she has. We don't know. We've never seen the beginning relationships of Beth and Randall. So I wonder if that's going to play into any of this either. I don't know why this is randomly coming up during this conversation because this is maybe just our intuitiveness on this show. Because they didn't address it too much. They just said, like, the underhanded comments of, like,
1: you know what I mean? Well, my interpretation of this episode was seeing the outside factors kind of blend in. Because we're always kind of looking at the Miguel relationship and how Miguel... It's supposed to be out, is kind of like the outsider, but we don't really realize that Toby, also, you know, when Kate is sitting at the blackjack machine or whatever machine she's at, she was like, he had this bachelor party for you guys. Like, he wanted mm. to build the bond for you guys. And then also, too, we saw that even though they've been married forever, like Randall and Beth, that her and Kate barely have a relationship. So I think it is about seeing the two people that are getting married next, one that's already married and one that's about to get married, trying to break into the relationship of the big three, trying to—it's like getting acceptance and getting understanding from both sides. At least that's what I got from this episode.
0: No, I agree. I agree. It's just a broader spectrum of, like, the whole— Big picture of this episode, which um, I also love, like, talking a little bit more about the big three, seeing so much more of Jack in them. I think maybe it's because they showed it to us that they're like, this is how much they are like Jack. But you do see the little nuances that they do. Like, the fact that Kate went and met with Beth and she was like, when I get nervous or upset or drunk, I eat candy. And then the next morning, there was, like, a little heart of candy that was from Kate to Beth that was just like saying like you are my heart or something like that. I can't remember. And then she's like your sister-in-law. That was actually really cute. That was so cute. And the little things that the guys did by taking Toby to Old Vegas because even though they were very preoccupied with their own lives, which I don't think was fair, during Toby's bachelor party like put your stuff aside. 24 hours guys. 24 24 hours. hours. Everything will still be there in 24 hours. I promise you. But um they were listening regardless, and they realized that he had said he wanted to go to, like, shady old Vegas or, like, what was it? Like, something like that. What yeah. Was the, it's... Grimy it's, old Vegas or something to that extent. You know what I mean?
1: And then it's interesting because it keeps flashing back to the car scene with yes. um, Jack and then little Kevin. And basically he keeps saying that it's not about the grand gesture. It's not about how big ass hen, is what um, little Kevin, which I was surprised by the way he was letting him say the A word. Well, I'm not saying A word. I just said it. But you know what I'm saying? (laughs) But he was like, he's like a little kid saying big ass hens. And then, um, no, but I I liked what he was saying. He's like, it's not about the grand gesture. It's not about thing. It's about being thoughtful. So it is pretty much exactly what um, Rebecca had said in that closing scene when they're about to, when they walk into the bedroom and they set up that little um, Christmas lights with, like, the little arrows. That was, like, the cutest they're thing I ever so saw. so cute. And then they're like, check out the you know, um the, the, meteor the meteor shower on the roof. And she looked at him and she goes, they are you. Like, those are the things that Jack would do. And I think more importantly that we saw in this episode is that Jack would always show them how to communicate. I know that oftentimes it was difficult, especially when he had, you know, that, the problem with, like, alcoholism and stuff like that. But Jack and Rebecca together always communicate. And I feel like in that episode... That kind of just shined through. Kate like opened up to Beth and was like, "Hey, you know, it's not easy for me to make friends. Um, I've always been insecure, and you know, you're so secure and you're successful and you're this, and you're a foster mom." And she actually opened up. And it takes such a big person to set aside your insecurities and like open up like that. And then we saw that Randall opened up. To Toby which I thought was funny And Kevin while they're walking about his issues With not letting go of Deja And then Kevin talked about the film which I thought was interesting I'm sure we'll talk about that after so we don't go all over the place Um, But yeah communication That was pretty much Something that their father also tried to like instill in them And I think that We kind of saw that in today's episode. And side note, someone was nice enough to tell me what the card said. You're all heart Beth Pearson,
0: but don't worry. I won't tell anyone or something like that. Thank you, JT Jordan, that is in the group chat. Um, And then, uh, yeah, someone said hilarious when the kids were like, oh, we're going to bed. I thought that was so cute. It was cute. The little gesture that they did. For their parents.
1: And isn't it crazy how observant kids are? Oh, my God, That Kevin made the connection that because Sophie's parents were getting a divorce and the mom had told the dad that they don't want to, like, make a grand gesture for the anniversary, that he's like, are you guys getting a divorce? Like, sometimes parents don't realize that kids know what's going on. Like, whether you're talking about it, you're vocalizing it. Just by even not saying anything but just not doing something, it automatically put up red flags. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: But I I loved, like, their reaction, like, to that. And then the kids just being like, oh, you're done? Okay. He just turned off the waterworks. Kevin, little Kevin, did a great job this episode.
1: He did liked a great episode. job.
0: I mean, he's always been good. But, like, this episode, I got to see some more dimension to little Kevin.
1: Do you think he's going to end up being a famous chef? Like, you know, sometimes actors oh. end up on, like, those cooking shows like, maybe this is like a maybe. foreshadowing. Maybe, we're, I mean, maybe I'm mean i looking too much into it, but they really talked about the hens this episode. He really liked the hens,
0: and we've never seen him cook before. Maybe that'll be his outlet instead of alcohol?
1: Maybe. And I'm telling you, they have like the celebrity chef shows. Like, maybe next thing you know, he's gonna top be chef. like a top chef, like a guest star.
0: Guys, if the writers are listening, we're gonna put Kevin on top chef, alright? Let's do it. <laughs> I love it. No, um, Erica said we did in season one. What did we?
1: I think there's a delay.
0: So oh, there's a little bit of a delay. Ah. Uh, okay. So sorry, guys. But either way, um, I kind of want to talk a little bit more about um, Jack and Rebecca's like love story. Because I really loved seeing a little bit more of that. Like the dates and all the anniversaries. It was so sweet.
1: Especially her gift, um at the bowling alley on the first anniversary, With she's like, nose. I took all your little scribbles and she like laminated it and put it into a book. That's honestly so thoughtful. And I, what I thought was interesting is that when she made the comment that the kids learned this from you like when they set up the mm-hmm. whole... On, on their anniversary, when they set up the whole light show, I was like, no, actually, Rebecca, you've done plenty of thoughtful mm-hmm. things. I don't think it's one... I, I think that Rebecca not only brings that out of Jack, but it's that they do it together. Yes. And the kids see the love. And, and it's interesting because... Randall found a partner that has that real genuine love and I honestly feel like Kate found that partner as well mm-hmm. and I think everybody in the chat and then a bunch of people had also said this as well and the commentary is we never saw that with Kevin and Sophie no there's not any layers of love and depth if we're no. going to compare it to and I'm not saying that even Beth and Randall are, are like Jack and Rebecca
0: just saying I think I already said that. I don't they think could have, so and
1: together. honestly, they could have gotten there. I'm not saying it's Kevin's fault, but they just couldn't get there together. Timing is everything. Yeah. People I don't forget think it had that to, that to do is with is Kevin. I think it had to
0: do with both. I think they're just so dependent and codependent on each other because we find out that Sophie's parents went through divorce when she was a kid. Like, there are so many different things that they went through in life as they grew up together that it's almost just comfortable to stay with that person, even though, like, you may love them, but you may not be in love with them the way that you as an adult have the capacity to love someone. Do you you follow what I'm saying? Like, I mean, some people, of course, (laughs) do all the way through. But when you have those many different turmoils, sometimes it can also be counterintuitive to stay with that person that you always leaned on. Maybe you need to find someone else that you can do a new life with versus the old.
1: Yes and no. I mean, I understand that Kevin and Sophie met at a very, very, very young age. But Beth and Randall met in college. Right, but after Jack.
0: After everything had happened, they met when they were going past it. Sophie was there through all of it. My, I so It re- could be like a reminder. I don't know. This is random. No, random it could. It could definitely
1: be a reminder. But for, but for me, and I'm not by any means a relationship therapist, but I feel like Kevin has always lacked communication. True. He either is abrasive and says like the meanest thing that can come off of his mind, as we saw with young Kevin, mm-hmm. or. He's gotten to the point where he's older, where he was having problems. He couldn't talk to people about it. He couldn't turn to Sophie, couldn't turn to Randall. He kind of keeps it inside. And I think that if he, it's a timing thing. As I would mentioned, like in relationships, it's not just about younger. It could be that he wasn't at the right place. If he communicated more, like if you look at Beth and Randall, it's all about communication. Mm-hmm. They're so open with each other. They say what they feel. Yes. Okay, the moment where he's like you're heartless. He said that happens like once every few years. But even with to- <clears throat> excuse me. Even with Toby and Kate, I feel like their relationship has now reached the next level mm. since they kind of had that little breakthrough I feel like in a couple like a couple episodes ago when they were hashing through the whole her blaming herself for her father's death she was still kind of keeping a part of it to herself cuz you remember in season 1 he always felt like she would run to Kevin but now I feel like Co- to- Kobe Wow, Kobe Kobe now I feel like Kobe Toby exactly Kobe Bryant Toby Bryant Flirty and Slip I feel like Kobe um they're like a unit now I feel like they oh actually Oh my god that makes sense
0: Kobe that's what I meant. Is that their ship? Is that their ship name?
1: Is that what, what the name is when you join them together? Yeah, that's why I said on accident. I was trying to say. Kate oh, I and then thought you Toby, were doing like Kobe. the reference
0: that she was doing in the show where she was giving Toby like all these little nicknames. Where she said Toby Bryant. I oh. was like, oh, maybe she was doing that.
1: But I like that. Kobe. I was. I was half trying to cough and then half trying to say Kate and then Toby. What so are so Jack and Kobe. Rebecca? Jecha. I don't know. Rack. Rack. <laughs> Rack, Um But no, so back to what I was saying yeah, with sorry. the, with, um, before we go off on a tangent, oh my god, I forgot what I was saying. But back to the Kevin thing is I feel like now he's also getting to a point, especially after therapy, when he was talking to his therapist, where he's communicating better and even, like, he totally assumed he got cut out of the film without even getting a call, being told that he was cut. And You're it was right. actually kind of Toby that kind of, like, kicked him in the right direction and said, hey... Why don't you just call him? Thank him. Say, hey, thank you for this opportunity. By the way, I think you made a mistake. And it was, I feel like this was his first step, even though he was kind of encouraged to do it with learning how to communicate. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's kind of what's always kept Kevin back is that lack of communication. Otherwise, he could get to that level that Jack and Rebecca have you know, Randall and Beth have, and I feel like now Kobe's getting to Kobe. Kobe.
0: I love that ship Kevin name. can out next.
1: Maybe not with Sophie. Maybe it's too late and I, there's I think too he, much has
0: happened, but I think he needs to focus on himself right now, to be honest. I think he needs to get through everything. Ship names are starting to get on my nerves. Oh. Sorry about that, Aaliyah. Yeah, that was actually oh, just an my accident. Bad. <laughs> yeah. Jekka or Rack.
1: Mm.
0: All right. R and B. Randall and Beth is still. We'll I I don't like that. those ship
1: names either. That was honestly just An accident. trying to say Katie. and slip. I just did it again. I was trying to say Kate and Toby at the same time. But yeah.
0: Kajobi. Kobe. Kajobi. Um but yeah, I d I don't know where to go from Kobe. That was hard to come from. I'll come <laughs> off of Kobe. Who you got me all mixed up. Um but I did love to see um. A little bit more of Deja in this episode as well. And I think that this is going to be a huge, huge lead in to the next few episodes. Because we only have two episodes left, guys. I know it feels like we should keep going on forever and ever, but we only have two more.
1: And we haven't seen anything about Jack's past, like, in the military with his brother. I I thought for sure they were giving us that next.
0: The only thing I can think of that would lead into that would be the fact that, like, Ron, the conversation with Kevin where he said it was really a father-son dynamic in a movie and that it was so driven by father-and-son relationship and military. So I'm wondering if it's going to lead into that. It could. That could be, like, an easy tie-in. But... Let's talk about Deja because that was if my anything, favorite part of that I think episode. that I, I love Deja's development in this show. She's been such like a silently strong character and a strong presence in the show. And I think it's going to be interesting to see how it develops because I think next week it, from the previews, and I may be wrong, don't quote me on this, it looks like we're getting a flashback of Deja and how she ended up getting to the Pearsons. We're going to get flashbacks of that. Um... But to see Randall and Beth fight for her. Because the fact that she's living in a car with her mother,
1: it's done. Done deal. And even more than Randall, because Randall just has an obsessive personality. He takes everything he does is at level 10. He's so passionate. Is that scene where she's on the bed and once Kate opens up about her insecurities and how strong and amazing Beth is, Beth starts talking about how she's scared. That she doesn't know if Deja's warm or cold and... What she's doing. And it was just such an incredible scene because we kind of don't see that part right. to Beth's character. She's either strong, 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 black and white. She's kind of like holds him together, holds the family together. So to see that part, to see her uncertainty of where Deja is, it's almost like something inside of her told her that she needs to take on Deja. And I don't mm-hmm. think it was just like a sign that came to her. I think it was something just feeding off of what Randall was saying and it's interesting because they're in the middle of a strip club she just got a lap dance she just laid down and and, let him go and Randall's like no babe but she was pausing in between and I feel like that all still in the middle of that fight and her being drunk registered with her and that's why on the drive home she was like hey take a left turn here like something in her intuition told her to take a look and that scene where they're in the car is just so sad because Deja is such a young girl and for such a young girl she is so strong like the fact that she she becomes a mother She's become the mother to her mother. Mm -hmm. She came, asked for the money, said it has to be cash. It can't be coming from you because my mom is too proud, and she don't want her parents to her parents, her mom, excuse me, to know that she went for help. And even though you can tell, like she wants to tell Randall, like, "Hey, we're sleeping in a car. It's cold outside." She doesn't. It's like she doesn't want to make them upset. She doesn't want to burden them. And the fact that it's such a young girl that's in high school, yeah, and she's in high school, and she could think of something like that is incredible.
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm um with with Beth I think too, her development within that that hotel room I think has always been an underlying thing that we just haven't ever seen Beth kind of delve into too much. I think we saw a little bit of it with William in season one and her Aww, breakdown. William. Oh, I miss William. I loved him. I loved William. And then a little bit with like the housing when they got their tenants of being like, listen, this is what I do for a living. Like let me like let me help you. I think we see a little burst of that because she is so strong, but I think that she does an incredible job performing. With Beth to have the, all those layers underneath, and you can still see through that vulnerability, still see through the strength, because that's what most women are. Women are so strong and so resilient and so fierce, and, and she's have to be the strongest of them. Of them, yes, and you have to be. But at the same time, we are such dimensional characters and dimensional people that we have this motherly instinct to always make sure that everyone's okay, and even Rebecca. Like, going through and pretending like even Kate said, we sat there watching Sex in the City and watched our mom pretend that she was okay, knowing that she's not. Like, moms just do that.
1: I know, and it's so sad because Deja's not supposed to be a mom. She's not supposed to have motherly instincts, and it's incredible that she does. I'm sure she's going to have incredible skill sets when she becomes a mother one day, but she's not supposed to be looking after everyone else around her, and it makes me sad because... No one has a perfect childhood growing up. Let's be real. I got bullied when I was younger. As we see in the episode, Kate got bullied. Even Kevin, who wasn't bullied, played football, was like the jock. Even he had like underlying issues growing up. Randall, you know, he had the whole identity thing. You know, who does he identify with? Just the struggle of like trying to build a bond with his brother that obviously was a very, um, shitty kid, um, to Randall. But, deja's worry should not be about sleeping in the car should not be about protecting her mother yeah. she's like i need 89 dollars so i can pay for the heat because if the social worker comes she's concerned that the social worker is going to take her away from her mother and it's just why is someone at that age like beth was saying she's intelligent she's excellent at science her biggest concern should be her next science project and how she's going to impress her teacher And her biggest concern is sleeping in a car and how to protect Randall, how to protect Beth and how to protect her mother.
0: The sad thing is, is that there are a lot of young people out there that have to deal with that on a day to day basis. But I mean, like you said earlier, kids are resilient. Kids are very intuitive and they will continue to fight as well. You know, and I think that I'm interested to see more of Deja because we really haven't we have our, our instincts about Deja and the, we love the character of like around Deja, but we don't know a lot about her as a person either. You know what I, does that, am I making sense with that? We don't. I feel like I'm, I do not know, but I just feel like we, we really don't get to see more of her conversation.
1: I think we're about to find on the next yeah. episode now they kind of showed like more flashbacks kind of like now Deja's history with her mother. And I think it's interesting in that short amount of time, I'm not saying that Deja wasn't like this already, how much Randall and Beth influenced her. Oh, yes. And it goes to show you, you know, as we're talking, and I think that's another big topic in this episode is how we're talking about that Jack influences kids to be very thoughtful, think about grand gestures, not in the sense of doing things or buying things. It's about the thoughtful things about listening to what somebody wants. And then we even saw, like, a couple episodes ago that one of Randall's daughters, her, his eldest daughter, ends up being a social worker. And it's the nurture versus nature. I know I've talked about this, like, way episodes back, but how much I feel like lately, and especially in this show, I've noticed that it is really nurture. Mm-hmm. Like, nurture does make a bold difference. So I'm interested to see how much more Deja is going to be in their lives and how much her already amazing attributes can, like, grow and kind of, like, blossom with Beth. And Randall. And then maybe they can allow her to finally feel like a kid.
0: I hope she comes so. over to their family. As much as I, like, encourage, you know, they stay with their, their families, like, I just think that she would have more of a childhood and a happier childhood if she was with.
1: Someone actually said, I think Jazz said it, that she, they think that r and B. I love how, like, we now all have names for them. Yes. But that um, R&B is probably going to open up one of their apartments in their uh, property. You know, they have the building for them. Oh, Which yeah. would definitely make the most sense because I feel like at this point, Randall's not being like abrasive and, and you know, it can kind of be like too much sometimes. I don't know. We saw I think,
0: um, Beth looking through the window with Deja and he was looking through the window at the mom. So I don't know about that one. You think so? I feel like. I think he might be a little overbearing for this one. I think he'll like definitely step in.
1: I No, I think he's definitely going to step in and help them, but I'm saying that. I'm sure if it was up to Randall, he would just like pick them both up and move them in, or just pick her up at least and move it in, or move her in. But I, I do feel like Randall's gotten to the point where he's gonna respect the fact that obviously, look, she's protecting her mother. Like that's how much she loves her mother, and it's important for her mother to be a part of her life, and that's what ultimately allowed him to make that decision. Because remember, he was gonna fight for Deja, yeah. but then was having the flashbacks of William and what his life could have been like if William was a part of it. So I think it is what Jazz said, which is that they're gonna open up maybe one of the units. In the building and let really them nice. stay in there.
0: Be really nice. I don't know. I, I I I feel like there's so much that should be done within the next two episodes. I just don't know where they're gonna go.
1: And especially, think about it, if the social worker is coming soon. Because remember, she said that social workers are gonna come by.
0: But yeah, they have to get her in somewhere. Because if not, like they're gonna be in a car, and Deja will be removed.
1: That's so sad. It is sad.
0: But I do appreciate, like, I I can't say this enough. I appreciate the show so much for showing the truth of a lot of situations that we don't ever show or that we sugarcoat because that's a reality. And especially in Los Angeles, yeah, our percentage of homelessness has gone up, I think, 13% within the last year. And we have the highest rate of homelessness in the US. So, I mean, it's one of those things that it is a reality and it's something that we face every day, whether or not you're here in LA or you're somewhere else in the world. Like the fact that they're bringing light onto this they're bringing light onto foster care they're they're bringing light to like children having to become parents there's so many different conversations that are happening within this show
1: alienation between siblings alienation yeah. between parents and they're dealing with it head on and Death at a it. young age death
0: at a very young age and having to deal with trauma like that to be in a fire to you know have to it, there's miscarriage we've hit every topic
1: and i feel like they're still going to find Okay's more okay here K. Speaking of K, I um, I mean, speaking of screenwriters, and honestly... Next episode is focused on Deja. Yay! Oh, I'm so excited. And and as we're talking about screenwriters, I think what's more important than anything is, you know, sometimes shows, they're like soap operas. They throw too much, people die, people come back to life. It's, it's not realistic. I feel like this show, not only does it touch on so many important topics that I feel like people... It's not that it's not shed to light. I feel like it's shed to light in different ways, but maybe people don't accept, people don't communicate about. It opens up discussion, opens up room for us to sit here and talk. We have a chat going with people, giving their thoughts on every single topic. And I think what's the most important is that these screenwriters convey these messages without it feeling too much. I don't feel like it's forced. I don't feel like I'm watching the show going, this is like too much. Like, I don't believe this. It's Mm -hmm. all things that are believable. Even the fact that in their 40s, the big three... Um, it's just easier to say the big three than naming them all, are dealing still with issues between themselves, feeling like Kate lost Randall to Beth, and Kevin is still just, Kevin figuring himself right. out, and then Randall's still dealing with his anxiety, and I feel like there's a part of him that's dealing with the loss of Deja, it reminds him the loss of his father. And really, honestly, all my siblings are in their 30s um, and up, and some of us still have issues with each other. Even this last week, I'm not going to get into detail, there was problems, and and there's it's just a lack of communication. It doesn't matter how old you are. You hold stuff from when you're younger. And I think that this show just shows this show just shows you, pun intended. This show illustrates that communication is just so important. And I just love how everything is put together so tastefully. It doesn't feel overly done. And especially the topic on Deja, I think it's it's so important because I've always felt like kids should be kids. There's so many serious things to deal with in life at some point and for the rest of your life that her biggest concern should be did she study for her exam right did she sleep past her alarm and you know like i said that's not perfect she's going to have other things that she's dealing with but the fact that she's sleeping outside of her car she's just trying to take care of everybody's feelings at once i just think it's yeah hard. yeah
0: it is and i think that i think that's why this is one of the most popular shows on tv right now i think that they were named like tv's best show I think their ratings were the highest I could be wrong on that I don't know I was watching Mandy Moore's Instagram because I'm obsessed with her and they were having like I guess their rap party this weekend so I don't know I thought that was really cool that they were talking about that I think there was an announcement saying that they were the best show on TV right now or the highest rated but um, it just gets conversations going, like we were saying, and, and it gives us all place to where it's a platform. It's a platform for us to communicate with our own families or to figure out things about our own selves. Because you know, I find little bits of myself in every bit of the characters, and like my relationships with my family, my relationships with my sister and my stepbrothers, and and you know, different things and where we're at in our lives and regret or whether or not we're having regret or death. There's just so many facets that I think everybody can kind of like fall into,
1: and it's therapeutic. You feel like you're not the only one with these problems. Mm-hmm. Thank God, <laughs> thank God, thank
0: you, thank you, Kay, thank you to all the writers for that one. Um, but I, we should probably go into predictions before we wrap up this episode. Do we yes. have predictions? Do yes. you have any for two episodes?
1: Well, we touched it on a little bit earlier. I do think you're right. I think that the reason why they brought in um, the whole part of uh, Kevin thinking that he got cut out of the movie and talking Mm -hmm. to the director is that that's how they're going to tie in the father-son bond and then also like the whole military aspect because in the show um, with Sylvester Stallone, I mean, in the movie that he portrays, it's like a military movie. There's like fighting, and I think when they have that, Because I've noticed when they have uh, flashbacks, they wait till something's happening in the current that's similar to what's happening in the past. Mm -hmm. So I feel like when they kind of divulged into that episode, I thought it was interesting that he kind of threw out the tuxedo. So maybe they're expecting that this is going to be like an Academy Award winning role for him or that um, it's going to be something that is going to require maybe at like the premieres. And it's going to kind of maybe set Kevin, I feel like. I feel like after this season, so not in the next two episodes, but starting next season, we're going to see a lot more into Kevin's growth, which it's kind of been more so on everyone else's growth, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're really going to see Kevin grow. Deja, I feel like next episode, we're going to see some backstory. I definitely um, agree with Jazz in the chat. I do think that they're going to give him a place in the hotel. I mean, not in the hotel, in the um, apartment um, building. And I think it's going to be just in time for the social worker, but I feel like the social worker is going to put two and two together and realize that it's their building and that it's still going to cause an issue that she's still living off of them.
0: I agree. Going off of that conversation with Deja, I think, and not to hope for the worst or say the worst, but I'm going on a winning streak here. Anytime I go with the worst, I honestly think that something's going to happen and that Deja's mom's going to get in trouble and go back to jail again. And this is going to be the final thing.
1: I think you're right. There was a flashback of a guy. Who was the guy? I think that's a flashback
0: of when she first went into jail. Because if you remember the conversation that she had with Randall in the jail, she was talking about, she said a name, and she's like, no, 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 before you say anything, it's not Deja's father. But it's so weird that like I'm trying to get myself right, and then he gets me all up in this mess, and then now I end up in here.
1: But like you said, I think it's interesting that they did a flash to that.
0: Right. So I, I, I wonder
1: if that's going to be like the unraveling of something like that happening. And Yeah. Then, them ultimately ending up with Deja back in their house.
0: Or if they'll have an altercation because the fact that she's fighting so hard for Deja to keep her and the Pearsons are still taking it and even Deja said, no, I have pride. Like, your mom, my mom has pride. She's not going to take it. I think there will be an altercation between the two of them. Either she's going to get arrested and go back to jail or there's going to be a serious altercation that's going to cause some type of conflict.
1: Wow, you really are worst case. I was thinking she's going to be... I was thinking they're going to be grateful. Wow. I don't know. I just, I think that there's, uh, I mean, I could be completely I'm hoping for the
0: best. Remember, Hope for
1: the best. Remember, it's two episodes, so something drastic's going to happen in in the next two episodes. Exactly. So there you go. No? Maybe? Who cares? Like, they're going to fight or something?
0: Like, Beth and... No, 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 no. not fight. Not necessarily, like, I'm going to beat you. But I'm talking, like, an altercation that will cause, like, some type of rift between them or like that she's going to get be be put back in foster care something of that nature because if she's got if she just got out of jail she's on probation
1: i do agree i think that something's going to happen with them i think that even if they're given a place in the apartment building the social worker is going to do the research and realize she's not working how did she afford to live there or she's going to go back to the old apartment and realize they got evicted and that she's been sleeping in her car so something like that's going to happen i did have like this weird feeling that um Kate's gonna be pregnant again for some reason. Oh,
0: I that like would be that. Good, one. That would be
1: good news. Though. I like
0: the prediction, and I do think that they're probably gonna wait until the last episode to bring up Jack with his brother or a little bit more back into the backstory about that. But that may just be next season.
1: So, Kate says, just a reminder that we were picked up um, season two and three. So, a lot of story has been created with that in mind. Oh, what does that mean? She's giving us. She's things that. are Dangin'. just getting started. Kay, tell yes. us. Tell I us. Love it. Tell us. Well, I
0: think that, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Kay, because I know we're on a delay here. I think that means that when they got picked up for season two, they got picked up for season three at the same time.
1: Yeah. That's what she right. said. Season two and three pick up. Unless I read that wrong.
0: So things are just getting started.
1: Woo! Wait, so what could happen then? Because she's throwing us a...
0: A curveball. Yes. Yes. Okay.
1: I was right. Okay,
0: great. So when they had finished season one, they were preparing and wrote for season two and three all at once. So it wasn't like they were writing for two and then realized they got picked up for season three. So that could have changed the timeline, I'm assuming. Correct me if I'm wrong, Kay. When they're writing, they're writing with the big picture in mind of three seasons or two more seasons versus just like, oh, we got picked up for season two. We're going to make sure that this... Makes a perfect little bubble. So we're definitely gonna be left with a So it's
1: gonna be a lot more dramatic than what we just said. Probably, that, and it's gonna be like we're gonna have another big cliffhanger. That means our like we did coming just off of season sucked. one. I had
0: a good prediction. I had the big dramatic one. Maybe not. I don't know. But that being said, we're gonna have another huge cliffhanger like we did. No, I feel like something Jack.
1: I don't know why I feel like this the the flashback is because something, God forbid, can happen to Deja's mom. Maybe. I think something big is going to happen with
0: Deja. I think something big is going to happen where they end up getting them. get End up getting her. I'm so sorry. And I don't know what, I mean, Toby and Kate can get married. That could be one thing. But I feel like there's something else that's just around the corner that's going to leave us hanging
1: off. Because we're
0: going on a summer hiatus.
1: Because if Kevin went off the wagon again, then that's just too predictable. He did leave
0: his 27 bottles.
1: He did. Your
0: predictions are great. Simply meant that be prepared and open to watching things unfold. We're open. We're open. We are open. But now I'm going all over the place trying to figure out. Huh. You know what? I, I have full trust in this show. That it's going to be okay and it's going to be all that we ever wanted because we didn't know we wanted it and it's going to show up the way it's supposed I to. I kind
1: of like not knowing because I felt like I it knew that nice. Jack died and it drove me nuts the entire. You really like, did. You were all like, I was like is tell us but when then, Jack but died. Then when
0: he died, you were like, "Well, now I don't want to know." And I'm like, "Well, you've been asking for it the entire season."
1: No, it's not that I didn't want to know it, it's that I said I wasn't ready for it. Like, I wasn't, I thought I was ready. <laughs> you
0: were asking for it. Then it's like, they're like, okay, here, Lena, you've been asking for it. We're no, going okay, it's junior. a dumb example, like, but like when you're
1: going skydiving, and you're like, yeah, I want to go skydiving, I want to go, and then they're like, jump, and you're like, no, I don't want to jump. And then they end up just jumping out with you anyways. (laughs) That's
0: a great analogy, because I feel like that's how we're going to leave off in season two. They're going to say, are you ready? And we're going to say no. And then we're going to fall out of the plane. No, Kay
1: just literally threw me off. And by the way, anyone that's watching that's new to this, um, Kay is... She's one of the screenwriters, correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. So she gives us kind of... The screenwriter's perspective, which is incredible because not very often do you watch after shows where the screenwriter's kind of giving you some plot development. But she just basically threw us for a turn. Yay! Because we don't know nothing. We know nothing.
0: We just like to pretend that we know something when we really don't.
1: No, I mean, apparently there's so much coming up.
0: Yeah, exactly. I'm always a fan of shorter, concise seasons. Oh. Hmm. Not all shows need over 20 episodes in a season. Some shows, Stranger Things, need a small amount to stay focused. Anyways. Either way. Sorry, we're getting into
1: the chat. Either way, I'm excited to see what's coming up. I'm excited, too. And definitely, obviously, for those of you at home that are watching, comment us. What your predictions are, because I definitely read them.
0: Yeah, I go through and read all of
1: them. I'm like, oh, that's an interesting point. We didn't think about that. I love
0: all the comments and the commentary, like either in the live chat or anything. Like, there's so many people that are interacting with us. Like, our last episode has 7,000 something views. So, thank you to all of you all that continue to tune in every single week. We love you. And I'm ready for the next two episodes.
1: I am too. And I I, honestly, I really do want to see because obviously, right now, it's just the two of us, just the two Two of us. us. I want to see Erica obviously give us your predictions. And then yeah, We'd love home. to have Erica Skypeing. Let home, us know we'll your predictions it. because we're two people. We have different perspectives. You guys have different yeah. perspectives at home. I really now I'm curious because Kate threw me for a loop. What is going to happen? Let's hear the wildest
0: predictions that you have for the Pearsons over the next two episodes. Okay, well be cautious
1: because it could be a little bit weird. We'll be cautious as well. All right, yeah, <laughs> and PG please. Of course, always. And if you say Sophie's coming back, please don't, because I just, I can't do Sophie no I more. can't
0: handle Sophie either. But again, thank you all so much for tuning in. I know we had a two-week hiatus, but we're glad to be back, and we're ready and strapped up for the next two episodes. So be sure to tune in next week. Like and subscribe to After Buzz, and tune back in. Again, my name is Candace Cruz. You can find me on all my social media, at Candice R Cruz. Tweet me and let me know what you thought about
1: tonight's episode, and I didn't cry. So leaving it at that. Just saying. She didn't cry. I was actually watching her, and I was very shocked. It's a miracle. Um, And I'm Lena Nori. You can find me all over the internet at Lena Nori. And tweet me as well, your predictions. And then, of course, comment it in the chat below. I really want to know, because I'm stumped. Like, I was just, at some point, I was just throwing stuff in the universe, hoping it would stick. So let me know. It sounded great. Well, yeah. But (laughs) I was just realizing it should be a little bit far-fetched. So let us know what you guys think. Um, And we appreciate all your guys' commentary and all your support. And we'll see you next week. we got two more weeks.